Danny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, excuse me. She's pro wrestling's queen of mean, but behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences from no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars. The real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, The Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Excuse me! Welcome everyone to the Excuse Me podcast. I am Vicky Guerrero, and on behalf of my producer, Jerry Strauss, we want to welcome you to another week of the Excuse Me podcast. We want to remind everyone to please subscribe, like, comment when you download our show, which can be found on any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. And we thank you so much for all the incredible support that we have been seeing uh, throughout these last few months. We also want to remind you that if you want to email us any comments or suggestions or guest requests, please email us at excusemevicky at outlook.com. And now I am so excited and honored to have another friend on my show. Um, He is uh, known as Eric Redbeard, formerly former WWE Eric Rowan. Everyone take a listen. He's such a sweet gentleman and friend. This is a great interview. Hey everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero, and you're on the Excuse Me podcast, and I want to welcome a special friend that I used to work with in WWE. His name is Eric. He goes by Eric Redbeard on social media. Eric, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Vicky. It's good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you. Your beard got really long since I've seen you. <laughs> it, it, just, it just keeps growing, you know? This, uh, <laughs> this quarantine self in that. I bet. I bet. Yeah, this is such a weird time with the COVID and being at home. And um, it's just, I've never experienced anything like this. So it's very different for me as well. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Where's home at for you? Um, I'm in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Wow. There's a lot going on over there's there right a, now. There's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a, it's a, very eye-opening time right now so yeah yeah right yeah i agree with that i'm in texas so things are kind of calm right now it's still weird but um it's just i've never been through anything like this so i think we're not learning we're all learning together of how to uh get along in society and how to go shop for groceries and how to work out in a gym and <laughs> it's very yeah. new um, oh yeah Eric, for all my uh, listeners at home, uh, you are a former WWE superstar. You went by Eric Rowan. Um, you are a professional wrestler, as you said, you live in Minnesota. Uh, your wrestling training originated in Japan, is that right? Um, no, actually, uh, it originated in Minnesota uh, with Eddie Sharkey back in 02. Okay. And then uh, I did a Harley race camp in like 05, 06 which got me with uh, pro wrestling Noah. So I did additional training as a, a young boy in Japan, three months, lived out there. Wow. How, um, are you fluent in Japanese? Oh, no, no. No? It made, it, made you... it more more awkward. I was the only American. No one spoke English <laughs> around me. I tried to learn, but uh, yeah, didn't work out too well for me at the time. You know, the fascinating thing about uh, Japan is that when I went with Eddie years ago, um, you could walk down the street between two and four in the morning and there's no crime. 
it's a clean city. It, there was sushi everywhere and arcade games. And I think I was a little kid in heaven that could play all night and not be afraid to be out on the streets. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice any crime when I was out there. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a very beautiful city. And um, it, it's, it's a, a culture that um, I think we could all learn from because, I mean, I don't think I saw any litter or any trash in the streets. And I was really impressed with that country. Yeah, it's a culture shock, that's for sure, though, especially coming from, <laughs> from here, America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, you worked under WWE, FCW, and then you had main storylines uh, with the Wyatt family, and we asked our fans to send us some questions, and they love you, Eric. I mean, we had a great output of people wanting to ask questions, so we saved some questions for you at the end of the interview. Um, I just want to say that you are liked by many, and... Um, you know, for, for your for you to have your run in in WWE, I was very sad. Of course, I have a lot of good friends that were released. Um, what what are you doing these days? What's your agenda for the year that you're that you're putting your mind to now? I mean, obviously, take care of your families. Number one, I have a uh, th- you know three kids and a wife, and got to support them the best I can. But uh, also, I want to do what I love, and I love wrestling. Uh, that's why I kept doing it <laughs> through the good and the bad. And uh, <laughs> so like, that's like your first goal is to get back out there and you want to wrestle again. You want to, you want to make money for your family to support your family doing something that you love. But with the current situation, there's really not a whole lot of options. There's not a lot of independent wrestling going on because yeah. there's no fans and you need fans for independent wrestling. Yes. The only places that have anything going on right now are people that have, pre-existing television deals so it's like it's a lot of sitting and waiting you got a 90 day no complete clause on your contract after you get released from wwe so it's like you sit and you wait and hopefully you find something to do uh well you know my objective um because of anyone that got released from wwe I love my platform of having a podcast because it is my objective to get all of you out there and get your name out there and all the promoters and uh, Comic-Cons, agents, anyone that's interested in all of you that got released. Um, this is my opportunity to help you guys out. And, um, you know, with, with this going on, um, it's such a weird time because, you know, my calendar was full and then I got unemployed like in six months, all my work just like got cleared out of my calendar. Uh, you know, and for you, I have some great, you know, um, opportunities to let you know that after leaving WWE, you know, it's scary because you get used to a paycheck every week. You get used to the schedule that you have. And, but lo and behold, when you get out of WWE and you see the comic cons and the overseas opportunities and there's all the promoters, um, I, I thought, gosh, this is pretty cool because now I make my schedule how I want to. I want to have this weekend off for a vacation. I'll, I'll work these three weekends. So I just wanted to just give you lots of hugs and support because um, I know things will start getting back to normal again. And I think you're going to do so well because you're so talented and a hard worker. And I saw your work ethic with like the Blungeon Brothers and the Wyatt family and just knowing you from FCW. You're a hard worker, and I just want to, I'm going to let all my promoter friends and my contacts and everyone that I deal with, let, let them know that to listen to the podcast and let them know that you're available. Um, what is your last day that you're under contract that people can start booking you? 
Uh, I believe it's July 18th. July 18th. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. You know, cause you're so talented. Um, I was looking at some of your accomplishments and um, gosh, let's see in 2014, you were ranked number 57 out of 500 wrestlers in pre WI, which is pro wrestling Inc. And 2013, you were the best gimmick for the Wyatt family. Uh, in WWE, you were the tag team championship twice with Daniel Bryan and Luke Harper. Um, you had a Slammy Award in 2014 for Match of the Year. Did you ever get to take home a Slammy? No, I never even got to see one. You know, I'm so pissed off because I got like three Slammy Awards, and I always ask to have one because you want to put it on your mantle. You want to at least walk away with something from that company, and I have <laughs> nothing to show for it. <laughs> now I should really start asking because I need some kind of proof that I existed there. <laughs> I, th I, th I think when I first got up there, they used to actually have a like a physical Slammy Award separate from from like a television show, and then it became like, oh, we're going to do it as part of Raw or SmackDown. We're going to have the Slammies, and it was all just part of like a storyline. Like, oh, here's the Slammy, but oh no, this guy gets beat up from behind. Like, come on, like make it real. Like, give us give us the award. I I, I think I saw like NXT had the, the their award show where they get to actually take home like awards, and it's like. We never got awards. Of course they do, because we don't get nothing on the main roster. <laughs> I, I should have asked for like a tag belt or something. I never got anything. You know, also, I thought about that too. Like all the times I had to cheat to make these guys champions and get titles <laughs> under their belt, I never got to take home one damn thing to be able to show my effort. And now I'm regretting <laughs> it because I should have been more more aggressive to say, I want this to take home. <laughs> They'd have probably ducked it out of my pay knowing them. <laughs> um, so I heard that you, I, I look on your Instagram and I just love your page because it shows your beautiful wife, it shows your family, and it shows that your daughter just graduated from kindergarten two days or three days ago. Is that correct? Yeah, that was, that's, that was pretty cool. That's amazing. You got to be home for that. Oh, that was awesome. And it was cool because it was like a, a Zoom call to the school. So, like, it was cool to, like, sit next to her and watch her interact with her friends and say her goodbyes. And, and yeah, we were, luckily enough, we were at a hotel in Wisconsin where stuff is open. So, they had, it was on a lake. Oh. And their restaurants are starting to open up there because Minnesota is still all, almost all shut down. I think yeah. most restaurants are, like, outdoor seating only and all that. But... So it's cool to actually take her out and kind of celebrate for the first time. So that was cool. That's amazing. You know, um, the one thing I love to have with uh, superstars like you on my show is that you're a family man. And I think that it's really important for the fans to not only see this bad, you know, creepy guy that you are on TV wearing the sheet mask and, um, you know, like being scary to everyone, that you're a family man and it, it takes a lot of work to be the glue with the family when you're on the road. And, you know, now I'm excited because with you being a dad and a husband, what advice do you have keeping your family together and you're, and you're gone so far, you know, so much on the road? Because even though I know you're home now and I know that we're all, that's a good part of our job is that we're home, we get to be part of family events. But what's your advice to other dads in the entertainment business of, you know, how to, how to you know, keep your family going? Communicate communicate with your family when like we have technology right now that we didn't have 20 years ago yeah. when i was when i was a kid even like cell phones are a new thing to me 
and I'm not, I'm not, I'm only 38. Uh, You're such so a like, baby. <laughs> I, I am. But I remember a time when there, there was none. And uh, to me, it's like, uh, if you don't communicate when you're on the road, that just causes problems when you get home. And the more you communicate, the better it is when you get home. Like my son, he just uh, turned 14. And I try to FaceTime him at least every day. Like, you know, when I'm gone or away from him. So, and then I'll have him bring his sister, you know, on the phone and talk to her, you know, talk to the, talk to the wife every day. So yeah. it's, it's just a lot of communication when you're, when you're gone, you know? That, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and that's a good point because I know when, when Eddie was alive, you know, we had landlines and that was so hard when, you know, they would travel for like all night and you wouldn't know if they were okay or not because you couldn't hear from them until they got to the hotel. And so things have changed quite a bit, especially in our industry of how we have FaceTime and there's iPads and, you know, you can talk to someone while you're traveling on the road. Um, I also found out on your, uh, on your information that you're a guitarist. I'm not, see, see, th this is uh, one of those fake things that you read like I, I i i play guitar you but play guitar. Far, I, th I think i've read out there that i'm classically trained no that, I, I, I i train myself i'm like i'm like anybody else who picks up a guitar and plays around the campfire like <laughs> you, you teach yourself how to play some songs you get you got the chords you're not like finger picking like just it's just straight up chords i play guitar but I'm, I'm not like very talented at guitar. I haven't been trained classically. But that's something to speak of. I mean, I mean at least you can play. I mean, I can say I sing, but I don't sing unless it's in the shower and it's with no one around. <laughs> now, now if, if, if I'm sure, I'm sure if uh, WWE had asked me, Hey, do you play guitar? Oh yes. I'm classically trained. I can do it all. <laughs> Crash course in five minutes. <laughs> Okay, uh, so let's see. Now, I want to ask something. We'll review this at the end. Um, where can the promoters, agents, and promotions find you? Do you have an email that you can let us know about where we can put it out, out there so people can write it down? Uh, you you can uh, uh, reach me for any kind of business inquiries at josephrood06 at gmail.com. That's josephrood06. O six at gmail.com. Rude is spelt R U U D. Okay. Very good. Okay. And so you also have some shirts at pro wrestling tees, which I love the company. They do a great job on my shirts as well. Um, and uh, you have about four or five out there, right? Uh, I got uh, three shirts. Uh, with pro wrestling tees through the Eric Redbeard stored. Uh, Eric Redbeard, obviously the name I'm looking at going forward. Uh, it's, I've already got all my social medias put at it. I'm a big fan of Vikings. Um, I have ink all over my body of Norse mythology. Um, I'm Norwegian oh. in descent. I did a, a Norwegian reality show back in 2010. So it's like my heritage is a big part of who I am. When I came to FCW, I tried to do a Viking uh, gimmick kind of just being myself and kind of just worked into what I was at the end of WWE metal shirts and kind of new age Viking. But uh, the, the name is like big nod to Eric the Red, which was a, obviously a famous Viking that was banished from uh, Norway and had to go to Iceland to live. And then he was 
banished from Iceland and had to move to Greenland. So uh, much like uh, the Viking Eric the Red, I too was banished, but banished from the WWE. And now I need to go off and uh, make a name for myself somewhere else and hopefully a bigger and better name. It's, it, Eddie always told me it's not it's not um, how bad you are or good as long in the news. It's long as they spell your name right and they get your your facts right. That's what's important. Uh, funny, funny, funny thing. When I got my release papers, the company spelt Eric the wrong way. On uh, <laughs> Boyd, so, it's Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got the papers. They spelt it E R I C. So I'm going to continue with the R-I-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, so we have some fan questions for you that um, was we picked a few because there was a lot that came in. Um, this one's from Matthew Aldridge. And he's, he's from Australia. And he says, I want to ask, what was the biggest turning point for you wanting to make a professional job as a wrestler? Hmm. I mean, I, I think the, the biggest churning point would have been going to Japan because uh, I was just stuck on the Indies um, in Minnesota, um, not always working the same people. And when I went to Japan and started working different people, I, was, I got a, like a newfound passion for it. And then, so that would probably be one of the turning points that kind of drove me to try to make it. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I didn't get signed for another three years, but... You know, I just buckled down and dedicated myself, and I'm, I made it up there. And then the same said for just continuing on. Have you always been um, wanting to be a wrestler, like through your, your your boy days? And did you have did you watch it on TV, or what? How did it come about that you wanted to get into wrestling? I mean, I remember playing with the toys when I was little, and my parents, you know, watching the closed circuit television broadcast while I was off playing with the cousins and. Didn't really think of it much until my senior and junior year of high school. Was started watching 1999, 2000s when I graduated. So I kind of started watching like WWE and you know yeah. WCW, and I started to get like a kind of a passion for it. I saw wrestlers on television. I was like, oh, one day that'd be cool. I could probably do that maybe. But I was playing uh, football at the time, like D two. Went to college for a couple of years and kind of. Um, we would every month we would get the one of my friends would get the pay-per-views so we'd start watching those which i had never done before and i got really into watching it and then i went to a independent show that had uh i think jerry lynn was wrestling some local guys oh, yeah. at the show and i remember i my other buddy has got me into ecw so i was like oh it's jerry lynn i think it was he was doing an indie shot like right when he won the cruiserweight belt with wwf and oh wow yeah, so like I was like I was starstruck because I was watching all this, and then I talked to him a little bit, and then he pointed me to um, Eddie Sharkey, who was was promoting that show, and then I said, "Mom, I'm gonna quit college and I'm gonna train to be a wrestler." We made a little agreement up that I do community college, and uh, I tried that for about <laughs> at the same time for one semester, and then I just quit and. That was 02, and I didn't even make it until 